Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology, the quiet secret right here in Mesa. Happy, happy New Year, people. We're going to bump up a little brass section in your life. I see on campus a lot of you burn out and we just started the week. Always an honor to spend it with you guys. I hope you guys had a wonderful new year. And you're grinding. You made some resolutions that are real. None of that hashtag fake, I'm going to the gym. The real deal. <laughs> As I said, always an honor to hang with you. Some of you maniacs have been with us for too long, since 1927. We get you. We heard from you. WrenchNation.com. TV, and I meant that. A lot of you, you got your New Year's on. You got, you went, you partied, you did your thing. Christmas is over now. The bills are piling up. You said, I have a goal. A lot of you got goals. I'm going to go to the gym. The gyms love you this time of year. I've seen you look like prison yards at the gym. I went to the gym recently, and it was a weird phenomenon. I didn't see that many people. Some of you really didn't make a resolution. You put it on paper. Said it looks good. And then what'd you do? You half went about it. Can I tell you something? No matter where you're at in life, Aiden is in studio. Do you write your goals down? No, but I just recently started doing that. And now I got a lot of things going on for me. Does it make a difference if you look at that? Absolutely. like you, you, does it keep like, is there some sense is what I'm saying. You're listening. Do you write your goals down? Is it going to keep you on track? Cause I seen you at the gym. Some of you disappeared after a week. I will say it does make a difference. It does. Uh, DJ AC's in studio. DJ AC Saturday. Tell us about the gig. What are you doing? Yes. It's popping off on Saturdays, 10 to midnight. <laughs> Every week. Wait a minute, I gotta stop you right there. You said popping off. You're excited. <laughs> yeah. And listen, if you're listening, a lot of you will Spotify, you dib it by, you iHeart. And I don't knock it. That's good stuff. But tell us what the difference is with your show. Just Mr. a different approach. You know, I dig in the crates, old school, spinning vinyl. Wow. A lot of hits. Yeah, vinyl. Good jams. Vinyl's kind of coming back. Yeah. It has notice. Yeah. yeah. My daughter, I got, I still have like uh, DVDs and CDs. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter, she's like, she's 14. It's cool. But she, you know what? She did say, hey, dad, you know, uh, can we get a turntable? Dude, I got excited. I was like, <laughs> I wow. She said, turn. I said, honey, you sure? It's not like you're, you're on the Instagram or what? Like turntable. You did some DJing back. I'm telling you. Listen, we're, well. we're, yes, we did. We'll talk about that. But big, big thing is happening with a lot of you maniacs. You're out there, you got your cars, part of this resolution, New Year, is you're thinking, oh man, I gotta, I've been delayed on maintenance. They told me I need a lot of stuff. <laughs> and you're foggy, man. I don't blame you. I see you come in the garage and how many of you feel like you don't need it? You feel that. You bring your car in and you say to yourself, self, I don't think I need that. And you're not convinced by way of what 
he or she behind the service counter, great mechanic, what have you, is saying, all you hear is dollars. Well, I decided on this very first show of 2024, we've been lazy, by the way. We've been off for like four weeks. Thank you. We're back. We're going to dedicate this show on the straight and skinny about your car maintenance, road safety, automobile ownership. We're going to give you tips. This show, we're going to move fast. If you're driving, take mental notes. If you're at home, write them down, because this is going to be a guideline, and I couldn't do this without, we're honored to have a local rock star, Shahe Kalukian. Did I say it right, Shahe? Yes, Shahe Kalukian. Thank you. Shahe. Can we just say Shahe? Sure. Perfect. All right. And we're going to talk about your history. you got a jam-packed, wonderful history. Uh, of course, founder of Mazvo Car Care Center. In Phoenix, people, you've seen it. Just south of Xavier Brophy Campus there on 7th Street. Beautiful shop. Been in, uh, how, many, how many years have you been in business? 28. 20, 28 years, people. This ain't no lemonade stand, like, you know. <laughs> so. But the, the, big, the big deal is, as to why we've got Shahi on is because, look, I get it. Some of you got a glove box guide, you know, top five tips on how to take care of your car. There's a lot of those out there. But Shahi just released an insider secret about automobile ownership car maintenance, and road safety. Car Confidential. It's the book. And we're going to talk about that. That's uh, We obviously want to uh, share his book with the world, but we also really want to take an approach about, do you really need that under hood? And are you making the right decisions regarding how you're purchasing a car? A lot of you are just going off of price points. We've talked about this before. Get on Craigslist. You find a cheap Honda Civic. I said cheap, meaning every day, all day, gets five grand. That same car is getting twenty five hundred. Aiden, if you see that, what do you do? What do you think? You getting a deal? No, usually I'm sitting there. You, you and I already did a show a while back about buying a used car, and my first impression is why. Now you may have heard that before several times from me, but why is it this cheap? Is is there something wrong with the car? I'm going to need a mechanic to look at it. There's a whole bunch of things going on there, and it all comes together with the price. Unfortunately, used car market. I wish I could say this is a new phenomenon, but it's not. There's some funny business going on, and Shahi, there's funny business in the used car market. Lots of stand-up funny. Stand-up funny. <laughs> like, it's, like what it means, people, it's, 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 it's funny, but it's really wallet-crushing. A lot of you work hard for your money. So we're going to dive into a little bit of that. We're going to try to cover this. But I do want to bring about some news. Uh, Hertz, Tesla, Shai. Hertz, Hertz did a thing about three years ago. said, we're going to buy these Teslas and we're going to rent them. And what does Hertz do? They sell their cars eventually. That they do. And their early year Model 3s are now kind of on the market for sale. It has me worried. Model 3 with 80,000, 90,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Aiden, you got a little money, you got a little bonus. Would you buy a used 80, 90,000 mile Model 3? Personally, for me, no. But there, there's things there's things going in my well, head. Wait a minute, why no? Shahi's in studio. We want to wrap on this because a lot right. of you are digging the Tesla. Not new price point, I get it. Right. But if you found a 17,000 mile Tesla... With 80,000, would you buy it? 17,000? 70, 70, 80,000. 70, 80,000. Okay. 
So that that one's a little hard to say. I mean, realistically, if I'm looking at an older like you know engine car, then In yes, case, I would, electric, I, would right, so, yeah. I would so be down for a regular engine car. That being said, with the electric thing, I'm the main things going off in my head are okay. How's the battery life on that All right, thing? We're, we're going to switch to Shai. Shai, we talk about a pre-purchase inspection. My fear is that a lot of garages are not set up to really dive into battery management. And like, okay, we pre-purchase inspection. We can tell if it's been in a wreck. We can look at basics and stuff like that. Battery life needs to be discussed. And so I've kind of posed this to the industry. How are we going to do that? We're not set up yet. Like eventually we, we did brakes and some control arms and alignment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if somebody came to me and said, Hey, I want a pre-purchase on an electric vehicle. I can probably get the Tesla toolbox software kind of thing. Hey, look in the center console dash and you know, the big screen and it gives me some stuff. My fear is these vehicles come to market and people are not getting the real story on the battery condition. Have you seen these in the garage? Uh, I, I mean, have. I, not too many. But, you know, for what I do, and back to... Me uh, too. I haven't seen many. Yeah, yeah, but, I, yeah. I haven't seen many. And at the same time, back to what the whole reason of why I wrote the book and what I do here at, at Mosvo is to take it two steps back and say, can I ask you why a Tesla? Let's just break it down. the Why electric? Because if you're going to buy, you need to buy on functionality. Mm-hmm. And our biggest issue in the car market world, the consumer world, is that we have we are vanity driven, and we are buying based on the extension of our own personality. That's the reality. So I always joke and say it's a box with four wheels, solely designed from day one to take you from A to B. Somewhere in the middle, with technology and the internet, it became a piece of jewelry, an extension of who I am. Because I ask a lot of my customers when they buy a car or they're thinking about buying a car, I say, can I ask you a silly question? Do you know what the car weighs? Dead silence. Do you know what size tire it is? Or if it's a run flat? Or if they're directionals? Silence. Do you know what kind of oil it takes? Silence. Do you know if it has a spare tire? Silence. Wow. So what are you buying? What are you buying? Yeah, the why, they're just so fascinating because I feel like in general, they say that consumers don't really know their why. It's what their peer group is buying. There, there's some books on it and stuff like that. Sure. But specifically, like with EVs, it seems to be the sort of cutting edge technology. I mean, we joke around. We, we call them the, the, the Tesla mafia is out there. <laughs> I get them on social media. They're like... <laughs> Because I'm an internal combustion guy. <laughs> and a lot of what you're saying is is could cover all vehicles, right? Yeah. And as well, like range anxiety. And I'm going to get hate on this from my Tesla people because they, oh, I got the app. It'll tell me where I can go to this guy's house and he'll let me use his charger. Like, I get it. But I worry about the used Teslas, man. Here, I do. Here's the yeah. other part of it. Okay, fine. You bought it. You want it. You love it. Good for you. Here's a silly question. The car was designed to save you on gas. So how many miles a month or a year do you drive? And the ones that say, well, not at all. I, mean, I work out of the house, maybe 3,000 miles a year. Really? So why would you buy an electric? But shouldn't I? The thing is this. Shouldn't I? I work hard for my money. Yeah. Um, I may wear a certain pair of pants and shoes because I like it. It's comfortable. It looks right. Right. 
Shouldn't I have vanity in my life with my car? You're allowed to. Unfortunately, vanity comes with the voice, the tongue that has no bone. It'll say whatever it wants <laughs> that. with no okay. memory whatsoever. So the guy who says I can afford it is the guy that's complaining. What do you mean it's going to cost that much? Are you kidding me? That's blah, blah, blah. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Now, you wanted this vehicle. You paid for it. You can afford it. But now you have to be responsible for it. And yeah. you, can't, you have no room. And then the ones that say, I bought it because I'm saving the planet. Uh, there's a whole chapter in my book on that. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, give give real quick, if folks are listening, possibly to a replay, where can they find the book? Let's get that up yeah, real quick. Uh, Car Confidential is uh, located on Amazon. And you can go right to the website as well, carconfidential.net, and you can purchase it from there. Yeah. Shahe Kulikian, uh, automotive TV spokesman. Uh, sought after guest on TV. You do TV, but I, we're going to talk about that. But I want to get back into really yeah. serving a lot of you listening right now. You just heard Tesla, Frank's nervous, and the bigger picture because you mentioned some really solid facts about the why. The why should also serve into lifestyle. How is this going to serve me? So, if I'm a courier type, if I've gotten part of the gig economy, <clears throat> and I'm running Uber Eats or what have you, that that dictates a change in my cost per mile. Per mile, but at the same time, let's just for a moment look at the bigger picture of technology. It is an iPad on wheels, and it will deteriorate and get old the moment you drive, you buy it because yeah. the technology is improving. So in three years- Not that, on my Twitter account. I yeah. get these folks to say, Frank, I never touch. <laughs> I don't have to do anything with my Tesla. Yeah. It's like, no, no. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to become to that point where the resa- I say the resale pocket is going to be hard to get what you think you're going to get for it when that other person says, well, wait a minute. You want hypothetically $10. For $12, I could buy a brand new one that's all the newest and latest. Yeah. Why would I pay you that for this old, dilapidated, you know, outdated vehicle? Yeah, and, and all right, so Hertz, Enterprise, the whole nine. What do we know? Aiden, what happens with the rental cars? What do you think? You think people are gingerly, delicately driving their rentals? <laughs> Oh, no. Is that what you think when you no. go find a No, not, I mean, most not by of us, any means. I mean, Shai, most of us know these cars are abused. May I say something? <laughs> I will not drop names, but I have a rental car company that I repair cars for consistently for over three years now. And they say no to everything unless it's shredded. So when you have a rental car company that says, is the air filter shredded? You know what it takes? Shredded, sh- like you lettuce. You know what shredded means in the, <laughs> to have an air filter that bad? So wow. it, they won't even entertain no. dusting. No, they will not entertain <laughs> wow. that at all. So it's a wiper blade if it's torn. Tires are only rotating if steel belts are showing. I'm, this is facts. Wow. And uh, basically, just change the oil. Have a nice day. That's it. And so if I rent a car, I have to question, well, wait a minute. I... <laughs> If it says 38 miles to the gallon and that air filter is clogged or is not shredded or almost is, am I really getting that mileage for what I'm paying for in the rental? So there's a lot of onion layers there. I get it. Rental car companies, they, they got to be tight with their margins and they, they got to put people. I mean, we keep, I won't mention name, but we keep rentals at, on site at our place and, you know, to rent, you know, we run into trouble with repair and, you know, stuff can happen. We offer a rental, but... I, I often wonder, again, I go back, like we know program cars, traditionally those, those, those rental cars that are released, they're on the used car lot and they get sold. I worry about EV primarily because as a mechanic, 
I cannot safely say, and I hope to change that. It's made mm-hmm. me think about this in, in buying. I mean, we've got a ton of great scanners and sure. lab scopes and all kinds of stuff, but how can I truly know condition of battery beyond what's mm-hmm. in that console right. that, that Elon's done a good job. It's all like open mm-hmm. source kind of stuff, but deeper layers in cell management, things like that. I don't think I can serve somebody and, and that's what I worry about. So I want to, I want to give a solution. Um, obviously you, I guess you can go to Tesla. It may be a three week wait. Yeah. It <laughs> if could. you're buying a used sure. Tesla, the, the, the goal is like, where do we send folks to? And, and for me, from my personal experience, I have two clients that have Teslas as their second, third vehicle. And they said, Hey, Shahe, I'm thinking about going to see about the, I suggested, I said, just go to Tesla and see where the battery stands. And both of them mysteriously came back and said, yeah, they said it's not worth it. We'll give you a great deal. Trade it in and get you another one. Well, it's interesting because uh, the Toyota Prius, which I, I, I find is one of the more successful uh, branded cars, not a bad mechanical cars. In fact, I still question why we're not continuing the hybrid movement right. and why this rush overnight to go EV. Hybrids have almost proven science. And so sure. Toyota did a novel thing. They said... Okay, your Prius, you get the death triangle, the, the the light comes on, your battery needs to be replaced, mm-hmm. six to eight grand, whatever they were charging. They had a program ready to go. Here, let's get you traded up mm-hmm. to the next generation. Right. And they built a fan base around that. Yeah. And it's sad to hear the Prius is going away. Yeah, it, it is. And it's a decent I vehicle. I, I'm sure you caught what this, the, the CEO president of Toyota said not long ago that he's thinking about ammonia. He's thinking oh, about they're so yeah. Walking away from electric altogether. Yes, and they've got and for, hydrogen. For with Toyota them. to say that—that's yeah, kind of yeah. makes you think, like, hmm, what's uh, what's going on behind closed doors that we are not knowing yet? Wow. You, know? you know, it's it's something that I, I find it fascinating. As part of being in the industry, we've seen things evolve. You know, we went from carburetor, you know, electronic throttle body, and and as as mechanics, we always said. We got our skill set down. We understand that electric carburetor or whatnot, right? The old Honda Makunis yeah. or whatnot. And then they change it up on us. But, you know, technology has changed as much in the last, uh, in the next 10 years, they say, right? As, as it was uh, the last hundred. Mm-hmm. But I really, I still question mark electric. I, I question mark yeah. that. The industry right now is, and I'll, I'll be honest, Shai, let's talk about it. I, I, I argue with those who are diving in heavy, I know a few nationally, mm-hmm. in repairing, deep repair, like pulling, pulling, you know, electronics, not sure. just control arms and brakes. And I ask him, can you make a profit? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting a clear answer. And some of right. you say, well, what do you mean? What's profit? No profit, hang tight. Respectable, provide value, there's profit. All businesses should be profitable. I don't know if I see that. No, I, I don't see it either. I mean, you can... At now. I hope it yeah, changes. No, no, I, yeah. I, I don't see it... Cha- me personally, I don't see it changing within the next five years. Not not that quick. Maybe 10, maybe 15. I don't know. But at this, at this junction, there's so much convoluted information that you just can't put your finger on it. I personally would love, if, as intelligent as Elon is, I would love for him to open up a plant here, Vegas, Texas, just to recycle... The electric batteries. There is well, there is his. Uh, I think his ex uh, CFO or so, oh, okay. somebody from the Tesla tribe has opened I don't have, one. Well, they opened up this whole green recycling on scale. Got it. And that's there. But 
just the availability. We're just in the Wild West right now. Yeah. And back to the point, I worry about folks buying a used EV yeah. more so because, I mean, Aiden, you said it, young driver, young, you're driving for, what, three, four years. Right. You know, okay, the, the, the basics is, oh, what about the battery? Immediately you said that. But how can we truly test battery? How can we truly go into that battery management system? And and honestly, I'm still learning on it. A lot of us are still learning on it. Uh, Tech Scott Brown, Tech Scott Brown, Scott Brown, you can catch him on Instagram, Twitter. He works for Motor Age. He's doing a lot of cutting-edge stuff out of Claremont. Uh, Seth Thorson out in, uh, I believe, Minnesota. He's got three or four European shops. Mm-hmm. He's got a training center for that. Autel Tools mm-hmm. uh, with uh, fellas like... Uh, um, Electron John, John uh, Thoreau has some some great classes on it. It's the Wild West. We're stepping our toes in it, but it's like ADAS, Advanced Driving Awareness Systems. We have the Hunter Quick Elite Rack, and they want us to... I've had maybe two cars out of the last six months that I couldn't do an alignment because of ADAS, mm. right? Advanced Driver Awareness yeah. Systems. That's a that's like a $30,000 addition. Sure. You've got to weigh it out. I the, think, the, right? Yeah, Whether, yeah. Is it going to be around? Are they going to just make it self-calibrating? I, I, I think that the biggest challenge, the unspoken challenge that we really aren't talking about is as a shop owner, as a business owner, who and when am I going to find the qualified technicians that are going to have the oh. heart and passion? Because I can get a 45, 50-year-old technician who's not going to really have the, the patience or the desire. I can get the young guy... But he's more of, well, if the computer doesn't say it, I'm beyond the basics. I didn't open up the cookie jar to look how many cookies. I I just said there's cookies in there. And and there's a shortage, and we're going to talk more about that. If you're just joining us, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Shahi, uh, Automotive TV spokesman. I'm not even begin with the last name. Uh, We're going to talk about your background, Armenian. uh, Wonderful story. Please, Amazon, Car Confidential, insider secrets about automobile ownership, car maintenance, and road safety. We're going to take a quick break, a couple minutes. Ranch Nation will be back with you. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, Mail Shark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.com. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software 
provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you are an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Right on. Welcome back, WrenchNation.tv. Some of you dip in and out. I appreciate you. Life happens. You can get on the podcast, Spotify, iHeart, and, of course, our, our website there. I want to take you back to episode 301. We had Lynn St. James. Uh, we also had Executive Director Cindy Sisson. Women in Motorsports through an amazing movement there, paying it forward. Uh, we have Shahi on board. Uh, Shahi, tell us about the book real quick. What inspired you? Give us the name of the book. Let's reset. Yes. Uh, Car Confidential, and it can be found on Amazon or carconfidential.net at the website. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Man, you're, you're in the business for quite some time. Like, what? Like, you see this day in and day out. Thousands of service exchanges over the years. What? What was the movement? Like you, you weren't like you didn't grow up as an author or a writer or Mm-mm. like did some like say, you know, because, you know, there's other these kind of books out there. Oh, sure. Yeah. What triggered like what made you say, you know, I'm going to spend some time with the, this. The trigger was this. Eighty five percent of my clients are women. And so when women come in, the first thing they want to do is get empowered. So I spend more time empowering than I do repairing. What do you think the, the deal is there? Because um, we know this. Yeah. A lot of women are making decisions for car repair. Yeah. What do you think the deal is there? I mean, we could we could say, well, everyone's ripping off the women. And and I and I I don't totally buy that. I think there's good guys and gals out there yeah. doing the right thing. What are we missing as an industry when it comes to the ladies? Let's talk about that. I, I think what we're missing is uh the fact that consumers in general are chasing convenience. And let me explain that. If it's inconvenient for me that I don't have the time to read the owner's manual to look and understand what's under the hood. I now face to say, okay, my budget is 500. So let me So just, we revert we cuz we want it quick. Quick. We want it quick, we want it fast. I don't have the time. So hey, Shahe, do me a favor. Whatever it is, keep it under 500. Okay, but do you even know what's wrong with the car? Did I, I didn't even explain to you what's wrong with the car. But women chase more of the safety. Look, I don't care what it's going to cost. As long as I know, I need to make that decision because I have my mom, my daughter, my child in the car. I need to make sure I'm safe. Where a, the male driver would predominantly come in and go, it's lacking power. It's leaving stains in my driveway. It's and, so funny. Know, I had I had <laughs> back in the day, my first garage in the mid-90s, they were more concerned about how the exhaust sounded. I want the yeah. tips on the exhaust. And I'm like, your brakes are... But it's, it, it's funny how you mention that because there's two... There's two divisions, like the the male thought in how they expect the service yeah. and, and with women. I think the industry is getting better for sure, but it really bothers me because it's a burden for the good guys and gals like you and I and yeah. many in the industry that are really there to do the right thing. Absolutely. And we, we have this huge wall because mm-hmm. they maybe have been 
bamboozled oh, yeah, elsewhere. And, and the bamboozling, again, it's in my book, and I don't mean this in a bad way, and I might get some riff on it, but the bamboozling or the dishonesty trait that the repair shops and mechanics have gotten is the fault of the consumer. We ha- And not by choice, when the internet came into play, before the internet, we could go out and say, hey, dad, what are you doing? Come here, son. Come here, daughter. Let me show you. This is how you change your oil. Come here. Let the old man show you how to change a tire. But then when the internet came, it became, let's Quick. just Google it. Quick. Uh, Google says, that. oh, look at this YouTube video. And all of a sudden, it's if so I don't funny. understand it, we don't want to know about it. Yeah. We just wanted how much, how you, much. You just said something. And yeah, you uh, and, and we welcome it, actually, because I think it's fair to say both of us need responsibility. You just said some of the blame should be on the consumer. Yeah. How they're sourcing their information may belittle the process. Absolutely. And so when you come in and say, I saw a video and it's this, how much for this? I'll be more than happy to give you that price. But if you leave with the same problem, you can't really blame me because you didn't allow me to do my job. My job is to diagnose it. Oh, yeah. We don't respectfully. I mean, and and we're going to try to convert someone like we need an X-ray. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. that, people. A lot of you. We mentioned this on the show. You guys have heard this before. And and we don't knock the part houses. They're doing a thing. They want to sell parts, people. I've got an X-ray. I've got a machine, for lack of technological explanations. We won't get into that. But the bottom line is I'm dealing with probably 50 million lines of code. Mazda, Volvo. You can't just... No. Like, I think people have this perception, YouTube, two-minute video, and, oh, you can just listen to it, Shai, and tell me what's wrong. Sure. Look, doctors don't, for the most part, they may have a general idea, but they're going back to the playbook... Mm Our playbook is data yeah. and deciphering data. A lot of you think a code, oh, the code said, <laughs> and it was free. Yeah. <laughs> I got diagnosis from my mechanic. Really? Which shop? Uh, O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, and we oh. don't knock O'Reilly, no, AutoZone. No, no. No, we love you people. Yeah, yeah. You're selling parts. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. we may buy a part or two from <laughs> you. But, and we've had these conversations yeah. on a national level, let's sure. just face it, but I think you need to slow it down, and that's hard for our society in general. And I, I appreciate you mentioning that the consumer should take some responsibility. It, it is, and it's not, and again, it's not by, by choice. It just happened to be that way because it's not convenient for me to open the hood and see all these covers and not understand. I have no idea what's under here. Uh, the engine light is on. This sensor is on. I, I read through the owner's manual. I, I don't know what these are. Let me just go to YouTube, and then we get sidetracked and we are lost and then you come in and you're depending on the word of the repair shop to tell you what's wrong and you take it at face value so if you i'll use one small example john you need brakes the consumer should learn to know to ask do i need them now because it's easy to convolutedly say you need brake well yeah i need to lose 10 pounds am i going to lose it now no but i'm working on it so do i need brakes now no well when Eh, maybe 5,000 miles, wonderful. I'll save the money. I'll plan on it. I'll come back to you and give you the business. That's the empathy that we're missing. Bedside manner that yeah, way. Uh, some places are chasing money. Um, and, man, this is a whole other topic. We're talking about commoditization yeah. of of our, of our services. But um, so then it becomes, yes, you need it now. And we could do it today for $199. Meanwhile, they went to your shop or my shop and, you know, we're putting some factory quality parts and we've got a livable wage technician. 
Ah, that's another discussion. In other words, we're paying our people well because you want to hold us accountable. We didn't hire the guy that was doing roofing last week. And so now my price may be whatever, you know, whatever. It's 40%, 50% higher. And all of a sudden, it does make the consumer think, oh, we're ripoffs based upon their sole barometer of experience, which is price. Correct. And if you go to a muffler shop to get an oil change, you're more than likely going to be sold a muffler. Yeah, or back in the day, I haven't seen this a lot, but $9 transmission fluid service. <laughs> Drop the pin and then you're, you're nodding. Did that happen to you, Mr. DJ? No. no. Okay, no. but do you see these? Oh, yeah. It's, it's I don't know. You know, Shai, there's also something to say about, like, as consumers were also trained. My wife saw the Tahoe in the Sunday ads, mm. 19.9. And she said, honey, we're going up to get the Tahoe. I said, honey, there ain't no Tahoe. That's bait and switch. That's a lost leader, damn it. We just sold it. We, exactly. <laughs> but we have the next one for mm-hmm. 42. That's right. And if you're colorblind, Why do we yellow. do this? Why can't we just, I, I always argue this, and some would say, oh, Frank, you're so naive. Why can't we just give, like, like brand things on the value and reputation? We're such a driven society behind Sort of these lost leaders. Like Berber Carpet, $7.99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it's all day 22 bucks or whatever it is. I think the whole auto industry would be different. Just visualize this for a moment. I'm not saying put it away for forever, but just for a moment. Imagine every car in the world, white square with four wheels, no name, no color, no nothing, no sunroof, no, just white box with four wheels. I think driving ownership would be a whole nother world. Yeah. Well, we know it's like <laughs> one of the most wasted things we can have and that's a automobile we only drive it seven percent that i don't want to get you too serious i don't want you driving a bike i need your business <laughs> but it's fact though i'm, I'm sure you've had yeah, these discussions and course. that does come into play if you're buying a used vehicle and we're going to get to that because I, I want your advice for the folks about what they should look for when sure. they're buying a used vehicle but some of that because you asked those questions how much does it weigh and so on and like what are you going to do with this vehicle and by the way I hate to tell you, you're only going to use it less than 10%. Unless you're, like, uh, renting out or something, right? Sure. Um, I'm looking for a used car. Mm-hmm. What What's, like, the top three things you would tell me? I, and I don't have any knowledge. I mean, right. I know what a rubber tire looks like. I right. know if it's cracking. Could you give me, whether it's three or four, give us some really good sizzle bullet points. Well, the, 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 the number one thing, obviously, is audit. Why, why am I buying this car? There's, you can't, I can't tell you how many people just, again, based on the vanity, I want something newer. But then if you go back to your original car, if you save all your receipts, I do this true cost of ownership. Take the last three years and divide by 36. What's your average number? And people say, uh, $87. Wow, really? So why is this car such a bad car? Why are you looking to buy another? So audit why you're getting rid of, and is it worth to fix your original on, on that note, do you think people sometimes they get they get the re, the repair bill from the mechanic that's eighteen hundred dollars? It's been decent the last three years, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's eighteen hundred. They want to trade it in, yeah. but they're making a mistake. They're making a mistake because if you really know your car, you would say, "Wait a minute! In the last five years, I didn't do anything but just oil changes and some tires, and I didn't really spend a lot of money." Sure, it caught up. Your car's got one hundred sixty thousand miles on it. it one shot eighteen hundred. It's going to happen, but it's still cheaper than. Plunking down five thousand and getting into the lowest bottom end of a car at thirty two or thirty five thousand with whatever the interest rate is. Yeah, we talk about that so, national average. Yeah. Uh, it's a triple A statistic, non European. If you're driving, look, you had your sixty thousand mile birthday 
I don't have a payment anymore barbecue. You celebrated, but you forgot. After 60K, national average, domestic, Asian, on the soft side people, according to AAA, mm-hmm. 12 to 1500 a year. Yep. Now, if you own a European, put your pinkies up. <laughs> That's about two grand plus because yeah. parts are more expensive. So sure. on. And we talk about the logic. All right. So I'm, I'm asking myself why. Now, yeah. mechanically, where can the average person get, I like the word bamboozled. Mm. Would it be with like mechanic in a bottle, oils to mask a knock or something? Like, what are you seeing that people could, uh, my yeah. wife could do? Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's another thing, too, that I tell people all the time. They go, I got the Carfax. Okay. Where'd you buy it from? Uh, Craigslist or wherever the case may be. How about old school? John, do you have any records? I do. Here's a folder of every, you want to buy preferably from somebody who's got receipts because you can prove that they took care of it. So that, why am I buying this other car? Receipts. And then by all means, whatever Carfax says isn't always the truth. Because if you and I get into a fender bender and I pay cash, Carfax is not going to know about it. Because it's only listed if it's through insurance or through a police report. Otherwise, if I hit you and say, look, I'm a millionaire, come to my body shop, I'm paying cash, I'm paying for your rental. No one's going to know except for you and I. Yeah, there's some of those deals out there for uh, sure. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, so that that also, again, asking why am I buying this Suburban with eight seats and it's just me and my gym bag? I know you want to sit higher and feel safe, but you can't tell me. Do you think the manufacturers, Shai, purposely know that we're weak as consumers regarding vanity? Absolutely. Uh, and they design these vehicles so that we 100%. essentially overbuy 100%. It's all based on that. And that's what we chase. We chase the vanity. And I asked earlier, I said, if I ask, how much does it weigh? Silly answer for that. Why do I need to know that, Shahe? Well, here's a, a factual thing that I've done the research on. For every 1,000 pounds that your car weighs at five miles an hour, it's like you hit a baby rhino. Hmm. So if you own an average car of three to 5,000 pounds and you're doing 10, 15, visualize the the safetiness of yourself and everybody else on the road. So when you're texting, you might want to think about those seven rhinosaurs you're going to hit. Man, you put a visual in my head right now. <laughs> I did that. I, I'm, I'm a culprit. Uh, back in, uh, actually, my wife, she has this way of, I just bought you a new truck. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, you know, payments, right? Yeah, 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 of course. But she, I forget what year, she bought a uh, Big Daddy King Ranch Crew Cab F-250 diesel. I am. Big daddy. Sweet. <laughs> I didn't even have a boat. I had nothing. I'm like, honey, we live in Central Phoenix. I was happy. You know, you got to, you know, 30 oh, yeah. years, you got to be careful what oh, you say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, okay, cool. I drove that thing less than three months. I was curb checking it. I was like, man, this is a big bed back here. And <laughs> this is too, too much truck for Frank. Yeah. I ended up yeah. trading it in. I bought my daughter a Ford Explorer. And mm-hmm. uh, actually we bought us the Ford Explorer and the Mustang. My point is we do. We like our eyes. It's like food. Oh, yeah. What's the saying? You like, we're probably the only country we have this big daddy platter. Do we really need to be eating all that right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Absolutely. And uh, not, uh, not even not even that, just even tires. Like, if you go to buy tires, the tire brand will say, I got these four Michelins. It's da da da. Wait a minute. Do I need 80,000 tread wear when I only drive 10,000 miles a year? Yeah, are you going to get 80,000? Exactly. A lot of you are not doing yeah, your alignments so, on time. Yeah. And it's funny because that's one of the things we argue, well, respectfully, we'll, we'll inform folks twice a year balances and rotates and at least once a year check the alignment kind of thing. But uh, meanwhile, <laughs> tires are expensive. They are. Mm-hmm. They are. And for those poor, unfortunate consumers that fell for the vanity, 
they realize afterwards $380 per one flat tire that they didn't know. And all of a sudden, wait a minute, and you can't help but say, but you wanted this car. So you're really an advocate for what is sensible yes. to keep it from comical. Yeah. and it, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's... Exactly. And it makes you become a responsible owner. You own the car. You're responsible for it. So if you're going to get up on that soapbox and complain... Make sure that you dot the I's and cross the T's of what your responsibilities are before you put the blame on somebody else. All right, so I'm I'm uh I'm Aiden. I bought myself a nice hoopty. I bought myself a nice Honda Civic. It's got uh, sixty two thousand miles. I'm really excited because I was driving jalopies prior. I pushing the thing more when I was driving it. How does Aiden find a good shop? Everybody says the best, the best. I'm the best, the advertisements, best this, best that. What advice would we give Aiden on truly just finding someone that is going to be looking out for their interest? Yeah. I know it's in your book. Mm -hmm. And if you're just joining us again, car confidential insider secrets about automobile ownership, car maintenance and road safety. You can find that on Amazon. Shahi, uh, who's with uh, Mazva, Mazvo, sorry. Yes. Car care center, uh, almost 30 years in central Phoenix. What do we tell Aiden? He's looking for a mechanic. Beyond yeah. just an oil change. Or oil service, I should say. Right. I mean, basically, if you know the owner of the shop, number one, that's walking in. People don't understand that the service advisor has his own agenda. The mechanic who gets paid flat rate has his own agenda. And the tree that bears the fruit has his own agenda, which is the owner. So if you basically break it down and say, okay, may I see your shop? How many years has your mechanics been with you? I openly tell everyone, look, these guys that you see back here, they've been all with me 10 plus years. I'm proud. They're my family. I don't, and this is a funny thing that I've had this etiquette a long time ago. I don't ever really, I've never fired anybody. I take your mistake and I try and correct you and you learn from it. If you learn from it, we've just bonded closer because you can't walk away from that type of relationship all because of a mistake. It happens. If you did it intentionally, you set my building on fire. I get it. It's a different story. But you made a mistake. You goofed up, whatever. I'm going to correct you, and you're going to learn from it. At the end, if you still can't learn, you're the one that's leaving. I'm not firing you. I don't fire anybody. I take pride in building you back up. You're a piece of clay. You got punched. You're in this odd shape. I take you, and I form you back. You stay there. Good for you, and we build on that, and we keep growing and growing. That's why the last three technicians I hired, I hired from the school because they were moldable. I didn't want them to be compromised with chasing the dollar. I wanted them to be passionate about fixing, repairing, not selling. So when they came on board, I said, be open to learning. Old school, do this, do that. They've been with me four and a half years and they're rock stars. Now, again, if you take a mechanic and you take the buildings, take a dealership out of the equation, take your shop, my shop, remove the buildings, the core workers, they're all the same. They're the same guys. It's the equipment and the money backing it is what's giving that edge over the little shop. The culture. Aiden, you Absolutely. walk into a place, you can kind of, I mean, you've you know. been around, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you're boomer getting I've ready been to, to retire, I've been but to some I think everybody shop, has yeah. a fair sense instinctively without being too naive. You, what what makes you think something funny going on? Like, what's your trigger to walk out of a place not feeling it? I will I will say this it's probably at most my main thing 
is the owner of the shop working on the floor with the rest of those technicians instead of just in their office, kind of just hiding away. That has been my number one thing. And this isn't just for mechanic shops. This is all over. Like that's any business that I work with. I'm going to be like, okay, let's find out where the owner is. Are they tentative to their people, to their shop? Or are they kind of withdrawn? Like I'm just going to do the bare minimum here, bare minimum here, and just act like I'm still there. I got to throw this out there because they're, um, Man, we'd all love to do business directly with the owners on site and things like that. We happen to be those guys, and there's plenty of us out there. But where do we where do we go when there are systems, procedures, policies in place, and someone has sort of made a multi-store? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just throw it out there because I, I know the Christian Brothers family. Yeah. Christian Brothers Automotive, um, they're, that franchise – Rocks, in my opinion. Sure. They hold them accountable. They have a systems in place. You listening, I don't I don't want you to think like, oh, gosh, the owner's not here. I shouldn't do business. Shahi, like, what's the next level? Like, what's the culture? What's the core? I, I what's think, the shop look like, yeah, maybe? Actually, besides what the shop looks like, a simple question. Okay, you're the service manager. Awesome. How many technicians do you have? Six. Hey, silly question. I just need to know. What's the longest technician that's been with you? Of the six. How long has they been with you? What? Just, I'm just curious. Humor me. Frank, Joe, Tom, Bill. How long have they? Give me pop-ups. Three years, five years, two years. And if you tell me eight months, three months, four months. Second, and you've been in business 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's a sense of, like, turnover equals chaos. Absolutely. Because you just said you invest in your people, which is important. That's culture. Mm-hmm. That's compassion. And as 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 folks running, not just our automotive tribe, but your flower shop, your service-related industries that believe in the foundation of attitude, aptitude. You can tell. Well, that's I can smell the bad attitude here. Mm-hmm. Aptitude just means are they willing to grow? We're not perfect. Like we make mistakes, but do we catch them? Do we grow from it? And you're saying with your people, that's important. Aiden, do. You, you, oh, yeah, 100%. And, er, you know, earlier when I'm talking about art is the owner in the shop, I don't just mean the owner of that building. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, a manager, a supervisor. Are they are they on the floor with the rest of them? Not not just saying, like, oh, if the owner of the building isn't there, don't do business. I mean, I know them. a lot of good Firestones. Oh, yeah. But I think the bottom line is there, whoever's leading that on-site, they should have it together. You can almost tell... You mentioned in your book, and man, I'm an advocate for this. Man, if you're running a pigsty, your curbside appeal, how is my daughter going to come in your joint and you got parts from 1960 on the floor? Man, clean it up. Yep. That's a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get it. I started young as a technician, and uh, I worked for my father-in-law. Middle East Airlines, he built Beirut Airport. He uh, came to this country during the war. And Pan Am said, hey, we got a job for you. They didn't. So he had to go back in Brooklyn. He was wrenching in the winter. He was in his, like, 60s at the time. Well, but chutzpah. He worked. Old school Habibi. Old school Habibi is right. <laughs> and he was an early year mentor. But we, we kept the shop clean. We had a small place, but we kept it clean. It's like, wouldn't you agree, just in general, people, anything you walk in. It don't have to be a fancy five-star restaurant. That don't count because they're going to be clean. But even just a local joint, like 
What happened to attention to detail and just pride of workmanship and ownership and your people have that? It's it, important, it, it, man. Absolutely, 100%. And it needs to be as simple as this sounds. It really does make a difference. Every single day when the technicians are done, whether they're busy or not, they always empty. Whether it's just one cup in the big trash can or full, they empty the trash, they sweep them up, they tidy up their tools, and they're ready for the next morning. That's that's just like the old say, you know, did you make your bed this morning? No, I didn't. Well, really, you're 40 years old and you didn't make your bed. <laughs> like, that's the first thing that you do as the first accomplishment of the day. Just that in itself will set your mind. Because if you have a sloppy worker, here's also what happens, sight unseen. Though I'm the owner, I'm not over their shoulder every minute. But if they're going to take 10 minutes to remove a splash pan to wipe an oil leak down after doing an expensive repair and they don't because they don't bother mopping, that's a step that's skipped and the customer goes home and sees a drip and says, you didn't fix it, comes back and says, oh my God, it's embarrassing, waste of time, raise it up. All you had to do is spend five minutes, take it down and wipe that excessive oil and put it back to complete the quality job. That's the step that you skip when you're not clean and you're not uh, organized and you don't take pride in what you do. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, no doubt. You you do a good job covering uh, the basic of vehicle maintenance. And if you talk to a lot of consumers where they feel like our industry falls short, is they feel like we're we're selling fluid flushes. Right. And it really, look, you car washes, I get it, I'll get hate. You guys should just stick to car washing. Sorry. <laughs> you make us look like when we, we present what Toyota says or Mazda or Volvo says, that's the mileage interval. But for a while there, I think it's gotten better. Get my car washed, and all of a sudden, they want all this teeth cleaning, maintenance, fluid flushes. I just got it done from them last year. <laughs> the owner uh, should understand of the vehicle that the owner's manual, which we don't read, mm-hmm. we're guided in the industry, sort of what the manufacturers say. Sure. And that's the proof in the pudding. You cover this in the book. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people feel like, well, you're just trying to sell me. No, hey, you know, and at the same time, you, uh, I'm very old school. It says, okay, replace this, replace that. Fine. Instead of just selling, I took the initiative and I removed the cover and I looked at your air filter, physically looked at it rather than just sell you it and then find out later it didn't need it. Like, hey, look, your air filter's clean. You must have, oh, you know what? Oh my God, I totally forgot. I was at the car wash and they had a special and I did do that. I forgot. And that's the other part of it in the book. Be organized. Have your receipts ready so you know your own car. If you don't know, you're going to double dip and do things because, ah, I don't know, just like extended warranties. Yeah, I mean, people have had extended warranties that bought it, but were convoluted in that seven hours of buying, and they forgot it's in the receipts. Two years later, they find out they need a transmission. Oh, yeah, I had one. I paid 2000 for it. It expired. I, didn't, I forgot all about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, a good shop will help you keep organized because we know that life happens. And you, a lot of you listening say, this is way too complicated. I got to worry about it. But a good shop will have those service records and they're prepared for your service visit. They're prepared to guide uh, that service experience and, and tell you when it can wait. I think a good shop, we talk about this, safety is number one. Major mechanical could cost me more money. Broken engine mounts, engines swaying back and forth like the Macarena pulling on harnesses, that may be major mechanical could cost me more. And then teeth cleaning is kind of third. Like that's a game plan scheduled. I always like to go about that. And most good shops will have that structure. What was the biggest challenge, uh, Shahi, on this book? You know, you sat down and put it together. Did you look at other 
sort of guides and say this is what they're missing? Like, what was your challenge putting this together? Well, really? again, like I said earlier, the, the fact that I have 80% of my clients are women, it started with one client of mine who just jokingly said, wow, Shahe, I'm surprised you don't do a TED Talk. And I said, you know what? That's a great idea. So this is two and a half years ago. I wrote it. I submitted it. I have friends in the film industry in L.A. I went through the channels, cut through the whatever red tape, and got it in front of someone. They replied back and said, this is amazing. However, you got to break it down to 20, 21 minutes. Yes. It's way too long. Yes. And I said, the industry is way too complicated to do everything I want in 21 minutes. It's hard. So the following time she came in, she goes, did you ever do that TED Talk? I talk? And I explained, she goes, well, why don't you write a book? Because you'll get more people that way, old school snail mail style. And I go, oh, that's a good idea. This is like five, six years ago. So I started then and putting it together. My biggest challenge was having people be honest with me as far as, I don't know what it is, but most customers, they feel that if they tell you something just slightly off that you might get offended. Like you did, like really, what was it that you like about me? What is it that you like about me? Like uh, Simon Sinek, who's a great, I, I listened to him. He said one time when he said, hey, when did you first love your wife? Oh, on this particular, and he said, prove it. So I gave that to my customer. I said, what did you like? Why do you come here? Ah, da, da, da. Well, give me an example. And then they're, they're kind of confused. I'm like, you know. Well, you know, and, and then they, you break it down. And Man, that's say, old school relationship. Yeah. Like you're married. Like it's yeah. okay to fight too. We're going to make up. Absolutely. I'm going to own it. I'm the first to get on the soapbox and say, we make mistakes. It happens. A good shop, a good business, any business that is different from a bad one is the one that takes care of things when things go sour. So it happened. My elbow hit. I broke the radiator. My apologies. Guess what? I got a rental for you. Go do your business. The, your bill remains the same. Whatever extra I broke, I'm fixing it. Not a problem. It happened. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Life goes on. It's part of business. Let's tell folks, where's the uh, address of the shop? Yes, 4610 North 7th Street, just south of Highland on the west side of 7th Street. We'll have that in show notes so you guys locally. Uh, it's well worth it. In fact, what I find is a phenomenon, which is a good thing. Years ago, traditionally, we said, well, we have a market radius of three to five miles. I'm getting people eight to ten miles driving. If you find a good mechanic, automotive technician, you will travel. I will give you one great example, which is my <laughs> pride and joy, and I love this. And it's been going on about 12 years. There are five families that come from the reservation that drive into Phoenix and stay at a hotel to fix six of their cars with me on a scheduled every six months. And they go, they stay at a local hotel and they bring all six cars. They drop all six and they go back to the hotel and they Uber and they catch Uber and whatever until I call them and say all six are done. And they go, I mean, that's like, wow, man, like you could go anywhere. There's shops so much closer to the reservation than me. Well, it's relationship. Yeah. I think you've done an amazing job that way. I think uh, the biggest thing for you listening is uh, you just try to dial in like any relationship. Uh, there is no perfection, but you can tell the integrity of the outfit. Uh, you know, reviews are real. Like they, some of you think, well, oh, those reviews, they paid for those reviews. Um, but let's say you have a new business. Let's say you have a year one, year two. They're doing really well by the community and the people Meet the people. Go test drive. I always said, don't show up in a garage when you need something. Mm -hmm. Like your daughter's first date. Are they responsible? Mm -hmm. 
do they look a certain, I mean, I'm being silly now, but we do this. We like, we're so I'm up. I'll raise my hand. It's like, I'm last minute Louie, but I got a car. Number two thing to do after I sort my finances, insurance, I know my payment, I'm being responsible financially. Number two, I'm going to search for a good, I'm going to, I'm going to do my homework, which is not on the internet only. Go visit. Like Shahi said, visit. Shahi's there. He's going to give me his book. He's going to show you the shop and it's going to, I mean, I think that's so old school. We're losing that in it society, is, but man. Would, would you rather, here's the question. Would you rather take, let's just say 30 Yelp reviews or your uncle that you love and trust and this family member who sits with you at Thanksgiving to say, Shahe, go to see my mechanic, Joe. I've been with him 10 years. Yeah. The guy's solid. That's what you want. You want that. That's a solid rep. That's a solid rep right there. Yeah. So um, if you're just uh, missing us, you're late to the party. <laughs> uh, car Confidential. Insider secrets about automobile ownership, car maintenance, and road safety. You can find that on Amazon. Amazon. If you're in Central Phoenix, people, Mazda, Volvo. Why Mazda? Why Volvo? And do you work on anything else? Yeah. Yes. It started 28 years ago. I left Powell Volvo Mazda, which was a dealer. Oh, yeah. I was a certified mechanic there, and that's all I was passionate about. I had the special tools. So when I opened my shop, I Mazvo, Mazda Volvo. So then five years in, I was very adamant. No, I'm not working on anything else. One customer came and said, I'm stuck. My alternator went out on my Chevy truck. Can you do it? I said, ah, yeah. He goes, it's just nuts and bolts, man. <laughs> I, ah. I was like, okay, he's a great guy. Let me just bring it in. I did the alternator. And then after that, he started bringing it in for an oil change. Well, you did the alternator. What's an oil change? Just, he kind of forced my hand. And then. Well, in, you find like a dealership yeah, text. They they sure. know what they know yeah. with the, the certain the platform. the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth year, I just said, you know what? Full service. Open up the floodgates. Yeah. So we work on everything. You name it, we work on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, get on to Amazon. Uh, Shahi Kulukian. Oh, very nice. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Inch says. Love him. One falafel for you. Yeah, I love it. Give me extra. <laughs> hey, can I tell you a story about falafel? Sure. You ready? I met my wife's mother. Mm. This is how we do. Yes, of course. Met my wife first time. Mm. And then she said, you must meet my mother. What does mom say? I love it. You want to eat? <laughs> and oh, that's yeah. old school. Always. You mentioned falafel. I think yeah. I had like 15 pieces of falafel. <laughs> but uh, it's good culture. It's yeah. good stuff. And uh, Shai, we're going to try to make a visit to the shop. I'd love to sure. have a video interview. My pleasure. Get that out to our crowd and our audience. And it's not easy what you do and you're sharing in the vibe of sort of edu, uh, educating the consumer and just being transparent. I yeah. mean, like that's that's what you're about, man, and I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you. Give us one more time. The website for the book is uh, carconfidential.net. And that's awesome. it's on Amazon just under Car Confidential. Yeah, we'll have that in show notes, people. As always, uh, we appreciate you hanging. Uh, next week, we got a surprise show. I'm hopeful we get Susie and Greg back in studio. They're still celebrating New Year. Some people party all month of January. Actually, go see Susie. She's um, She's got the uh, singing panda in Chandler, and she just did a whole thing on Sonoring Living. Uh, did some more sh- sort of chef stuff, but, you know, she's still active in the car world, and she's been with us for many years. As I tell you every week, people, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.